0: It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another absolutely disgraceful performance by the New York Mets behind Jacob deGrom. Uh, There's an instant reaction podcast to the Mets losing to the Red Sox 1-0. I was behind because, you know, I don't get home until 7.30. You don't really care. The bottom line is I was behind on DVR, so it's an instant reaction for me. I don't know how far after the game this is posted, but I'm absolutely disgusted. Can't say I'm surprised. Can't say I'm surprised at all. This is the kind of garbage we've watched since Jacob DeGrom made his major league debut. That's the bottom line. Since the guy made his Major League debut against the Yankees and pitched, what was it, seven innings, one run, and lost the game, one nothing. I kid you not. That's how Jacob deGrom began his Major League career. And at City Field on this Wednesday night, this was as putrid an offensive performance as you'll ever see. Now, I can wax poetic about Jake because my favorite Jacob deGrom is the Jacob deGrom we saw tonight at City Field. The one that doesn't have his best stuff, the one that has to battle, the one that has to fight, the one that has to claw, the one we all remember from Game 5 of the Divisional Series in 2015. And that was Jacob DeGrom today. There was never a doubt that Jake was going to fight through this and give you a performance that for 99% of other starting pitchers who don't face the Mets is an A-plus performance. So let's just applaud Jacob DeGrom. It's ho-hum. He's been doing this for years. Really, since he made his Major League debut. Didn't even start in 2018. It started in 2014. But what killed me about this game is not just the obvious, not just the opportunity, starting from the freaking beginning of the game when Nick Pavetta walks the first two guys. And the Mets are set up, first and second, nobody out, Bottom of the first inning, maybe they could make this easy for Jacob DeGrom. And Pete Alonso, who has just been binging on strikeouts lately, he strikes out. Conforto flies out. And J.D. Davis, so I know we can't kill J.D. Davis because he's the only guy hitting. Not today he wasn't. Grounded out. But what really pissed me off even more than two on nobody out in the first inning or any other RBI opportunity, really the sixth inning was their other one, when they had 2 on and 2-out for Dom, and he taps one, you know, exit velocity, a million miles per hour, about five feet away, and he's thrown out by the catcher, Christian Vasquez, was how lifeless the Bats looked in the last three innings. Outside of Lindor's line drive, in which you tip your hat to Marwin Gonzalez, the swings and misses, the curveballs in the dirt, making Garrett Whitlock's changeup look like he's Johan Santana. That was a putrid, pathetic offensive performance, especially in the ninth inning. I mean, I get it. Matt Barnes is tough. They have made Matt Barnes over two nights look like God against the heart of the order in game one, strikeout, weak pop-up, strikeout. What does he do in game two against the heart of the order? Strike out, strike out, strike out. And I know Dom Smith got screwed. I think it was the 2-0 pitch that they said he didn't check his swing on. I get it. Hunter Wendelstadt has no idea what he's doing. It runs in his DNA as an umpire. But nevertheless, I mean, right now, just throw Dom Smith an off-speed pitch. He's going to flail at it. And I don't mean to pick on Dom. Look, the problem Dom ran into is he came up with guys on base in the fourth inning with a couple of guys on base in the sixth inning, and he struck out to end the game. So really, Dom Smith was just the wrong guy in the wrong opportunity. But how about Michael Conforto? I mean, just when you think he's figuring things out, you know, actually looked halfway decent in game one of this series. He ripped that double, had a clean single. He gives you a three-strikeout dot of a performance. And you heard a lot of booing at City Field in this game. This wasn't directed at one guy. I get it. The headline's going to be Francisco Lindor. That's what Craig will even hype on. But the truth is, the Met fan is booing everybody. That's the truth. I mean, I give you a great example. If you look at the crowd reaction at every strikeout in the ninth inning, obviously everybody was getting booed. J.D. Davis, when he struck out, he got booed. Now, like I mentioned earlier, J.D. Davis, despite an 0 for today, has actually been their most productive hitter. Were Met fans booing a 380 hitter? No, they weren't booing a 380 hitter. They were booing everybody. They were booing the fact that in two games against the Boston Red Sox, in which I'm sorry, they are not throwing big-time's arm at you. They managed one stinking run on how many hits? They had two hits in this game. And by the way, none of those hits were that impressive. Can we analyze the two base hits, please? Let's just think about it. Jeff McNeil hits a ball that Enrique Hernandez probably should catch, but whatever, falls in for a base hit great. And the other base hit was, hey, credit to Pete Alonso, he beat the shift. That's fantastic. He had a ground ball to second base, and he beat the shift. Those were the hits in this game. So this offense was lifeless. It was putrid. They very rarely hit the ball hard. I mean, outside of the Lindor line drive, in which Gonzalez made the great play, like I mentioned, nothing was hit hard. And what adds to this is, is what Luis Rojas said to Craig and I during his weekly spot on the show on Wednesday, in which I bring up a very obvious question, which is, hey, Luis, this team can't get a big hit. And that's not me judging on 19 games or, you know, before this game, 18 games. This is me judging going back to last year. When you look at what happened to the Mets in the 2020-60 game season, you could say they had no pitching depth, which is true. They didn't. But they also couldn't buy a big hit. For a team whose team batting average was as good as it was, whose team OPS was as good as it was, they didn't put up the runs because they couldn't get big hits all season long. Why? I mean, it's really not that difficult of a question. You know, Luis Rojas could simply say, ah, don't worry, it'll even it out. I believe in these guys. Instead, he tells us there's anxiety when there are men on base. There's anxiety when there's men on base. I mean, tonight, there was anxiety when there was nobody on base. And look, they added Francisco Lindor. They added James McCann. Outside of that, it's the same guys from last year. This is the same lineup as last year. And in a couple of cases, it's the same guy sucking in big spots as last year. And look, you could say it's 19 games. We could play that game for a while. But here's the difference. Does anybody really that confident all of a sudden this is going to change? That all of a sudden this offense is going to click? That this offense is going to start to get big hits? They couldn't do it at all last year. Even in years in which Dom Smith had a great offensive season for the 60 games. Michael Conforto had a great season in 60 games. Jeff McNeil put up fine offensive numbers. As much as we got on Pete Alonso, look, Pete had plenty of home runs last year. You pace that, out, pace that out over 162, guy, it's 35-40 home runs. Are they all of a sudden going to be the team that I guess during the offseason we thought they would be offensively? Look, forget the pitching. The pitching's great. And the bullpen's been great. And the bullpen was certainly my biggest concern. But look, Trevor May's been really good after his opening day performance. Edwin Diaz, for the most part, has been very good. Miguel Castro's been very good. Jairus Familia's been very good. We saw Aaron Loop in this game look very good. The Met bullpen has been fine. And it'll only get stronger with Seth Lugo coming back. The Met rotation has been fine. I think we've seen some real positives out of David Peterson. We know how good Jake is. Marcus Stroman, for the most part, till his last start's been very good. Taiwan Walker's been very good. And yes, much like they've got Lugo coming back for the bullpen, they've got Noah and Carlos Carrasco coming back for the rotation. Well, who's going to save this offense? Who is the guy that's going to save this garbage we watch every night? Is it Francisco Lindor getting hot? I sure as hell hope so. Is it Michael Conforto getting hot and being clutch? I sure as hell hope so. But over two games against the Boston Red Sox, in which you're facing Garrett Richards and Nick Pavetta, and then a bullpen of Garrett Whitlock. I know he looks great so far, but let's pipe down about him until he does it more. Adam Adovino, who walks the ballpark till he faces the Mets. Matt Andrees. And of course, I mean, Dennis Eckersley in his prime. Matt Barnes. Those are the guys that shut the Mets down. Those are the guys. And look, as far as Jake's concerned, Jake's great. Like I said earlier, I love Bulldog Jacob DeGrom even more than I love dominant Jacob DeGrom. It's easy for dominant Jacob DeGrom. But Bulldog Jacob DeGrom reminds you of the set of balls this guy has. And obviously that was Game 5 against the Dodgers, but even a night like tonight against the Red Sox. He shows it to you. But there has never been, and you could look it up, you can go to StatHead or Baseball Reference, there has never been an elite-level pitcher in the history of the game who year after year after year has pitched to such awful luck. And I joke about it, but I'll say it again. I never thought, when I was sitting at City Field watching this kid make his Major League debut, who the Mets were more high on Rafael Montero than they were this guy. And he faced the Yankees. Let's remember who he's facing in his major league debut. And he goes out, pitches a great game, and loses one nothing or 2 nothing, whatever the score was, that that was basically going to be a microcosm of his career. Guy's going to be great. Guy's going to be brilliant. Guy's going to morph into the best pitcher in baseball. And the guy's going to have garbage behind him. Now, look. The Met offense sucks every night. Okay, so it's not special anymore the way it used to be where, hey, they'd score six runs, seven runs, five runs, four runs. Now Jake's pitching. Get shut out. This isn't special anymore. They don't score for anybody unless Jake's doing the scoring. But just absolutely pathetic. This guy deserves so much better than what happens behind him. And we as Met fans deserve better. Look, I'll get a good night's sleep. I'll remind myself it's only 19 games. But watching this offense the last two nights, and really the whole season, but the last two nights have been an exclamation point, has been absolutely pathetic. But I hope they don't have anxiety. Maybe we'll give everybody a back massage and they'll feel better. They have an off day and then go to Philadelphia and score some freaking runs. You can listen to Cartner and Roberts, 2 o'clock Monday through Friday on WFAN. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Evan Roberts Podcast. Goodbye.